Viewpoint, weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. on SAFM. The Viewpoint. Weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. Songhez Omapete on The Viewpoint.
Brahu, how we miss his wonderful spirit. When you got Umbumbela Brahu featuring Mamas Bongile Kumalo. Of course, Mbumbela is a steam engine talking about the plight of many African men and women who had to leave their homelands. I'm talking about people that had to leave the TBVC states, Transkai, Siskai, Venda, Bobutotswana, in pursuit of gainful employment. Gainful, of course, mentioned in quotation marks. The song talks to some of the issues that are raised as well in the song, titled the same thing, Bombela by Dada Jabukanile. How men and women at times, but mostly men, had to leave their homes where they came from, their identities, their expressions. Their livelihoods, their everything, their families, their wives, their children get onto a train in January, probably for some seeing them for the last time because they would only return once a year and that would be December for however long it would be, carrying bags and plastics full of goodies, paltry returns for a year's toil, for a year's labor, for a year's blood, sweat, tears, working underground, lapping it all up so that the precious few who were their oppressors could have the luxuries whose institutions are still grotesquely manifest now in our societies when you talk about supremacy and privilege. And then you get people like Helen Ziller who tell you what nonsense she does, talking about black privilege. I mean, can you really believe somebody who's as prominent a figure as that can still think that way? But I appreciate her because she thinks what many don't dare say, but in any other way and in every other way mention through how they contract with their fellow man and society. But nonetheless, that's a topic for another day. But these songs, the histories that they carry, the lyrics that are embedded in these songs, they need to be known. These stories need to be told. This is the Africanized segment. This is the African narrative segment, I beg your pardon. And of course, being a Monday, it's Health on Monday with Dr. Babi Majuba, who's the chief medical officer at the non-profit organization Right to Care. We're in conversation with Right to Care, who support and deliver prevention, care, and treatment services for HIV and TB. We talk to them about the expansion of their pharmacy dispensing unit, PDUs, also known as medicine ATMs, through their Right E Pharmacy program. These medicine ATMs allow chronic patients to collect their medication in three minutes, and they are set up in convenient locations around Fonau Gauteng and the Free State. We also get an update as to the Me First campaign, which targeted men who have sex with men, referred to as MSM, and encouraged them to test for HIV and get onto treatment should they test positive. Good evening, Dr. Papi Majuba, Right to Care Medical Officer. Hi, yes. You are good in a critical evening. space. Good evening, sir. You're good in evening. a critical space. Yes, good, crit- good evening and good evening to your listeners. Um, Indeed. A correction, I'm the uh, MD of Right to Care South Africa. Oh, I beg your pardon. I did have a look at your website. It does reconcile you as chief medical officer. Perhaps you might want to get your IT person to correct that, but we do appreciate yep. that nonetheless. Yes, thank you. Let's talk about the work that the organization does and the space in which it operates before we talk about the systemic issues that it deals with. Yeah. Yeah, um, right to care, as you said in your intro, is a, a non a non-governmental organization which was formed uh, 17, uh, 18 years ago to um, support uh, the HIV and TB and associated diseases can uh, support and treatment. Uh, the organization has evolved over time to um, encompass a, a, a package a package of services that uh, encompass 
uh, HIV, TB, as I said, prevention services uh, that include um, medical circumcision services that is um, looking at uh, key populations that involve men who have sex with men, what we call uh, MSMs, uh, all uh, key populations in, uh, 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 that are, are mostly affected by stigma as well, and maternal and child health and uh, prevention of mother-to-child services, local cancer and women's health, pharmacy supply chain management, which comes with innovations to make um, services uh, much better for, for patients, um, chronic diseases management, um, capacity building and training, using technology to give um, uh, health solutions, uh, strategic partnerships with uh, like-minded organizations, the Department of Health. So we, we do a lot of services that uh, impact on uh, 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 patients in one way or the other. Thank you so much for that. Let's talk about your engagement, not necessarily with corporates, because I think this is more tailored towards at least this segment of the conversation. We want to gear it in such a way that the ordinary South African can interface with the organization, can to the extent possible and feasible for you as an organization who cannot be making losses, obviously. How do you interface with the ordinary man and woman and child on the street? And what services do you offer them and the cost implications thereof, if any? Yeah, um, there are uh, a lot of um, services and interface with uh, a lot of people. Obviously, we're using a lot of um, uh, uh, platforms uh, in terms of uh, physical in, uh, uh, engagement. We use websites, we use uh, Facebook, Twitter, Insta- Instagram, WhatsApp and advertising and activations. All these uh, uh, platforms um, are tailored to the different needs of different uh, uh, types of people that we we, we want to um, uh, uh, access. So, for uh, for example, um, with men, as you know, we've got problems of um, uh, having men access uh, services so we try and, and tailor our, our, our services to try and get to, to platforms or uh, areas where we think they feel comfortable or we can uh, make it easier for them to access services. As, as you know, uh, men are always uh, 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 falling behind in terms of accessing services, unlike uh, a lot of women in our, in our country and elsewhere. So we use those platforms, we use uh, face-to-face, they, some of the, the people come to our facilities, sometimes we do campaigns in the community, different communities. So all those different um, uh, platforms and, and ways in which we reach patients are part of the things that we use. I sense a lot of advocacy work here, but do you do you offer any clinical services to the community? I understand everything you've said largely speaks to about onboarding persons onto the medical platform. But of that yeah. work that you do, do you actually interface at a clinical level with the persons on the ground? Yes, 
Yeah, um, we do see patients in 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 in, in underground and in, in clinics. As you know, our 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 approach is that, that we support the Department of Health. So we use the Department of Health services as well as some a few um, outside Department of Health um, establishments. But mostly we work within the clinics, hospitals and uh, what we call community health centers, which are clinics which open 24 hours a day. So those are the areas where we see patients. Sure. Let's talk about the PDUs, the pharmacy dispensing units. How does one get to be at a point whereby they are in front of the PDU or what you refer to colloquially as the ATM because it functions like an ATM, dispensing medication for chronic patients of chronic diseases like presumably um, I don't know, what's a chronic disease? Cancer. Somebody who needs some support for one's uh, hypertension, for for instance. How, how do you, yes. first of all, onboard those persons, and how do you monitor the use of the PDUs, making sure that they are not abused? Because, I mean, there are still some ethical considerations that ought, that, that, that ought to feature in this mm-hmm. exchange point. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I think this these um, uh, innovations, this um, what you call ATMs, we call them pharmacy dispensing units, and they are mainly um, uh, uh, put up to assist patients who are stable on treatment. The patients who, uh, the typical patient will be a patient who uh, is stable on treatment, be it hypertension, be it TB, uh, 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 diabetes, be it uh, asthma, be it um, HIV, all what you call chronic patients can uh, access this, uh, these services. So what what normally happens is that the patient is uh, obviously we've got data that shows us how many patients are stable on treatment. So we do uh, counsel patients to say there is this service that is available. Obviously, we need to get their uh, uh, consent and they uh, enlist. Uh, they, they, they register to be uh, to be able to receive the, the, the service, which will take all their details and, and log them in into a a, 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 a system that gives the, uh, uh, all the details as to where the patient is, where the patient is supposed to receive this medication, and once the patient has given the consent. We register the patient onto the system, and the system uh, gives us all the updates of when the patient is ne- uh, needs to get the, uh, the medication, which types of medication, and where the patient needs to get those medication. Once the patient has has, has uh, uh, registered, we 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 put the, uh, the patient on the system. So what happens is that the patient gets a a almost like a card or a an information system that uh, 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 card or information system has got a chip that has all the information that the patient has, just like your 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 uh, your bank card. The patient, mm. for for security reasons, the patient has to uh, 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 come up with a, a code. That code is is going to be used by the patient whenever the patient uh, 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 interfaces with the system. And once the patient has has has, has, has registered, has got uh, the code, the patient is 
is uh, trained on how to use it. There is a, a, um, a people who counsel a patient who go through with the patient on how to go about uh, uh, using the, 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 the system. So it interfaces the patient with the pharmacist on the other side. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's got a, a lot of um, elements where the patient, if they want to talk to the pharmacist on the other side, uh, they are able to, to, to talk to the patient. And the, the patient is able to, to, to see the, the, the pharmacist on the other side and the pharmacist is able to see the patient. So it's a, it's a visual video uh, interaction that will help the patient. So the patient is not on their own. And the other security feature is that this ATM is, is, is such that uh, once the, the, the medication that the patient is, is supposed to receive has been received by the patient, it locks up so that there's no one who can uh, uh, interfere with the, with, the, with the unit or the machine after the patient has has interacted with the pharmacist on the other side or with the system on its own. So this it's is a foolproof cl- uh, system that uh, you can use the way you use your, your bank card. Obviously, um, it's as secure as you can make it in terms of uh, if somebody can get access to that. But even then, the, 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 the system says that it can tell whether a patient has received the medication. Therefore, it, it predicts when the patient is supposed to come back for their refill or the next uh, 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 medication uh, pickup. So that if I can uh, get the, 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 the code from the patient tomorrow, the following day, the, the, the system will, will alert us to say that but the patient came uh, uh, received medication the next and medication pickup point is in, in such and such a time, maybe in two months' time or in a month's time. So those are some of the features that we, we, we have put into the system to ensure that the, 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 the system has got some form of um, safety for the patient. Sure. Thank you so much. We're in conversation with Dr. Papi Majuba, who is the managing director and not, as previously said, the chief medical officer. So whatever you see on their website, do ignore. Dr. Papi Majuba is the medical director, I beg your pardon, the managing director of Right to Care, a non-profit organization that supports and delivers prevention, care and treatment services for chronic diseases in largely the Gauteng and Free State provinces. Stay tuned. We have to take a quick ad break before we talk about institutional partnerships and the work they're doing as it pertains to HIV and age the viewpoint 8 to 10 p.m flipping conventional wisdom on its head on the viewpoint Song as on my bed, on the viewpoint, taking your calls on 891 We're in conversation with the managing director of Right to Care, Dr. Babi Majuba, a non-profit organization that supports and delivers prevention, care, and treatment services for a whole host of conditions. Before we talk about your work in the HIV and TB space, Dr. Majuba, let's talk about the fact that I mean, there's a company that we actually had a conversation with this time a couple of months back. That was IESA Health Run and co-founded by Mr. Sizwenzima, who for them, their value proposition, they do the final mile, if you will, dispensary or allowing patients to access their medication. So instead of the patient going to the healthcare facility, waiting in line the whole day and only to be told that we've run out of stock or for whatever reason, go back despondent and 
disappointed. They replace, if you will, the patient's need to go in wait in line by accessing the medication and delivering it to where the patient is. You are different in that the patient still has to go to a central location and access the PDUs. And if I just look at the list of PDUs that are currently in circulation right now, you've got one in Soweto, the Paragonath Mall in Deep Kloof and Dofaya Mall in Middlelands, Deep Sloot, Bambanani Mall, Alexandra at Alex Plaza, and in Bloemfontein, Twin City Hall. What has been the yeah. response for the persons who need this facility? Are they going as regularly? Do they feel yeah. comfortable interfacing with this? given the fact that it's in the public domain? Yes, um, uh, definitely. Um, I think, I think the, the issue of um, patients accessing medication, I think the, the added advantage of, of this system is that it, it, patients can access the medication uh, at their own convenient time and at their own uh, 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 um, availability. So, for, for us, it's still um, uh, uh, um, answering to the issue of what 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 the patient experience is in terms of where that the patient is. The fact that we, we, have, we have put them in certain areas still is convenient to the patient. Hence, the patient has, 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 has given us a, a, a feedback when we did the, the, the satisfaction survey. It showed us that um, compared to the surrounding clinics, for instance, um, and the, the patients um, uh, told us that I think 51% patients were, were were very satisfied with the, with this arrangement, uh, as compared to 17 or uh, around 17, 15% of uh, surrounding facilities. Uh, when it comes to uh, the issues, that uh, 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 is the key issue which everybody talks about in terms of. A long waiting times in clinics. The average waiting time in in the PGUs is is around uh, less than 15 minutes. Uh, in most cases, it's around uh, uh, three to five minutes, depending on whether the patient wants to speak to the pharmacist uh, to answer certain questions and the like. So there is a lot of 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 um, um, uh, uh, benefits as well as. As acceptance by people. The only thing that we're still working on is to have a, a lot of people because it's still, it, 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 it seems like we still have a lot of patients that are not aware of the, of these services. So we still have to uh, uh, sensitize healthcare workers to offer these this, uh, uh, alternative uh, services for patients as they access the, the facility. Sure. If you are interested in this conversation, or even better, if you have access to this PDU, that's the pharmacy dispensing unit, we welcome your call. Give us your experience. Tell us your account of things. For those that use the PDUs, there's a 30% increase in patient satisfaction over going to clinics, a 50% reduction in waiting times, an 80% reduction in dispensing errors with patient adherence at just over 93%. High statistic. The PDUs, the PDUs also still allow patients to talk one-on-one to telepharmacists. The PDU system improves stock management through a computerized system so that stocks are avoided. 
bit of a challenge in my view. PDUs are open from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday to Fridays and from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Saturdays and Sundays. The contact center is 0801-112-228. Let's talk about your support. I mean, government is clearly an institutional partner that you cannot do this without. What's the relationship been like with the provincial and national government so far in the rollout of these PDUs and more broadly about the other partnerships that you can engage in government with? Because at a point, you probably interface with their clientele, that's the patient and the consumer, more than the healthcare facility itself that is housed by the government at municipal or local government election. Yeah, thank you very much. I think um, it's, it's key to really um, emphasize the point that she, uh, our services are really to support the government. I mean, when, when, when you look at uh, the public health system, and the challenges that are faced. So our our real um, uh, mission and purpose is to uh, come with innovative uh, solutions and uh, innovations and technological uh, solutions that will help alleviate those challenges. Um, so the first thing we do in whatever uh, system or improvement that we bring about is to uh, 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 talk to the Department of Health and, and, and get a buy-in to say this is the solution that we're proposing and depending on what the government is and uh, what level of government has got authority on that, we do enter into a service level agreement where we, 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 we uh, agree on the terms of, of the, the, the service that needs to be, to be uh, implemented. So in this case, the 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 department of health authority there is the provincial department of health who we have signed an MOU with uh, to be able to uh, uh, place these uh, TDUs in those areas that we put. Obviously, the 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 the, the, loc- uh, the metros, the local metros, as well as um, the the provincial department of health is. Is key to that, depending on where the, the facilities are going to be, uh, uh, where the, the uh, ATMs like uh, machines are supposed to be um, uh, uh, put up. So it is a, 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 work, a working relationship with the Department of Health. Obviously, uh, we also had a, a, a working relationship with the pharmacy council, which does put the um, regulatory framework and standards that needs to be met for these um, machines to to be passed as uh, a safe for, for for doing the work that we do. We're in conversation with Dr. Papi Majuba, who's the managing director of a non-profit organization, Right to Care, who very recently telling us about the partnerships they are engaging and continuously doing so with the provincial governments of health, departments of health, that is. We're talking about PDUs and their distribution around the country. Not so much to speak of at this point because they're only located in a couple of centers in and around Gauteng, that's Soweto, Dipslut and Alexandra, and one at the Twin City Mall in Bloemfontein. Let's talk about your funding. I mean, funding is clearly something that you need. Let's talk about your work, for instance, to do with HIV and AIDS. It's known that South Africa has the greatest rollout of HIV and AIDS in the world with just over 7 million people who have HIV and AIDS. And of that 7 million, I understand, and I could be wrong, please do correct me, sitting at about just over 4 million on treatment. The threat that the U.S. might be pulling out its funding through the U.S. President's Emergency Plan for AIDS Relief, 
Does that in any way threaten the stability of your organization and its work? Uh, not necessarily. Obviously, it um, it 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 it, it uh, constitutes a very big uh, component of our funding. But the way the way we work and the way we have planned uh, uh, for future sustainability, hence we work with the Department of Health. Um, uh, currently, we do have some contracts with the Department of Health in uh, National Department of Health with regard to uh, Department of Correctional Services for inmates uh, health care services. We do have um, community-based programs uh, uh, that we, 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 we support the Western Cape Department of Health, uh, for instance. So the, 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 the um, uh, um, developmental partners funding, what, what we call the developmental fund, uh, partners funding, is your uh, United States Agency for International De- Development and Centers for Disease uh, control, uh, uh, which is constitute the PEFA uh, 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 organ of uh, of funding, is one component of all the uh, funding uh, uh, alternative areas that we can have. We do have the Global Fund to fight uh, AIDS, uh, TB, and malaria, and we do have other funding streams that. Um, flow through our, our 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 organization, but I think the biggest uh, funder uh, obviously is the United States Agency uh, for International Development, which is called uh, USAID. That is part and parcel of the plan for us to say the funding that we have is a benchmark. is is supposed to be the basis of future sustainability. Uh, it's meant to be a, 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 a transition. Uh, funding so that in future the government can fund its own uh, uh, services on its own without relying mostly on that. So for us, it's not a big uh, problem because we do have uh, other funding streams uh, outside the aid funding. Earlier on, we had a certain, well, let me give him all the titles he's due. <clears throat> it's Dr. Professor. Mark Haywood, OBE, MBE, and the like, given his work. And one of your colleagues in the medical space said he's worth those things. But just, and jokes aside, Mark Haywood mentioned the fact that South Africa still has a serious problem with HIV and AIDS. More people are coming off the treatment than are those onboarded. And many people still continue to die and are remaining on the peripheries of the medication, if you will, and sort of accessing good healthcare facilities to manage the condition. Unfortunately, the narrative is somewhat very different to this time, say 10 years ago, when Dr. Aaron Mozwaledi came on with a bang rally and just made serious inroads in the enrollment of persons living with the condition to be on ARVs and the like. What is the status quo from a medical perspective and what is it that is the challenges that are still plaguing the system such that we've got these figures that Mark was telling us about? Yes. Um, I think I think it will be a miss of us to not to um, uh, confirm that um, there is a big problem. You know, a bigger a bigger program uh, like the South African uh, HIV program, which is the largest uh, HIV program in the world, will come with its challenges. Um, I think the biggest one is 
when we when we uh, recruit people and and ensure that people know their status and ensure that they 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 they, they are put on treatment and ensure that once they are put on treatment they take their treatment uh, consistently enough for them to be uh, to have their viral uh, viral loads uh, suppressed, which is one of the key, which is the key ultimate goal of, of treatment to have people uh, having their viral loads suppressed. Because as you as we know, as, as, uh, st- as statistics have shown or data have shown that um, an un- a suppressed uh, undetectable viral load is equal to untransmittable. So that is the ideal. That is the the ultimate goal of treatment. Now the problem is we still have a lot of people who fall off. The, the, the treatment in terms of the retention uh, uh, figures are very uh, are increasing uh, substantially. I think there are a lot of factors that uh, I think um, uh, are behind the, the, the problems that we had. Number one, that uh, patients see themselves sometimes uh, healthy, getting well, and be able to do everything that they can do. And you know, as as people are, uh, they will uh, you know. Uh, fall of treatment and that that suggests that maybe the adherence uh, training or the adherence that they were given during the early days of their treatment both pre pre treatment and during treatment is not sufficient those are the areas that need to be strengthened and the, the fact that uh, uh, patients can always uh, uh, move around um, in terms of you know the migration patterns people move around for one reason or other for whether for socioeconomic reasons or other things that causes issues that make people you know fall off treatment the the other issue the big issue which we talked about earlier is that sometimes i think the health system the the the, the, the facilities themselves are not welcoming enough for patients to to be able to go in there uh, consistently and get their medication and stay on treatment. So there are a variety of reasons why we have this big problem to say within what we're supposed to be doing, we still have a lot of patients that fall off treatment for those reasons. And that is where I think our focuses are because I think the, 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 the signs of uh, the, the benefits of treatment have, have, have been proven a long time ago. So it's no more a matter of if the, uh, the treatment works. It's, uh, it's a matter of once patients are on treatment, how do we really ensure that we keep them on, uh, 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 on treatment? So retention, whether sure, no. people no. for whatever reason, is a key issue that we are really dealing with. That is where the problem is uh, currently. Fair enough. Um, if we have time for two questions, we will give two questions. But there's one question now from a listener, Ms. Tandiwe Baba, and I hope I've pronounced that surname correctly, Tandiwe, B-A-B-A, Tandiwe Baba. She's asking about, we talked about MSMs earlier on and we have left it untouched. What is the uptake of SMS? How has the program itself been received? And how does it play out in the spaces of correctional services where presumably it would be higher than in society generally? Um, I think the the, SM, uh, uh, the MSM um, community is one community that um, uh, has got a lot of challenges. So we, we usually have to have a specific tailored 
services that address their issues, the issues of stigma, the issues of prejudice, the issues of um, uh, uh, facilities that are unfriendly to their uh, 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 issues. So what we came up with, we came up with a Me me First um, uh, project. That is a campaign that started in in November 2018, which is trying to reach uh, the MSM community uh, in such a way that it will um, uh, try and direct them to where they can get services that they they, they need. Um, I think to date we we used a lot of um, platforms to get uh, 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 to the to the uh, uh, MSM communities, and over 100 million and uh, 10 million people were reached. Obviously, this is uh, 10 million. On, on 10 million people were reached. Oh. That does not mean all of them are, 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 are MSM people. So it would mean that uh, some of them, they are, you know, they, they, they are reached more than once and all that. So the, 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 the drive to this uh, 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 campaign is to get them to go and test uh, where they will get uh, the education around what to do, where to get the services and the channels and the contact details of where to get. And in that period, we have um, tested, I think, 26, uh, 260, around 26,000 uh, 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 people reached by March from the November um, uh, uh, launch date with a, a positive yield that is higher than the average yield, uh, which was 20%. And uh, we linked about 90% of those people to to services from different centers. And here sure. we're working with a lot of organizations that um, are, have got specific uh, programs which are specialized to to, to where this uh, uh, SM, uh, the MSM uh, community. Uh, no, we've got of, you. We've got you. We, we, yeah. So those 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 uh, those um, uh, organizations, they are the ones that uh, will help um, ensure that those patients uh, receive those, those services. So we are excellent. We've. I'm sorry, Doc. We have to end it on that point now. I think we get the gist of what it is that you were saying. We just wanted to wrap it up nicely with that MSM point. A rollout of having accessed 10 million persons. I mean, that is just a staggering figure. Well done to you. That was Dr. Babi Majuba, who's the MD of Right to Care, a non-profit organization that supports and delivers prevention care and treatment services for all types of conditions, HIV, TB, talking about ATMs, otherwise PDUs. Stay tuned for the paper. That is the program for tonight, thoroughly engaging with a massive slant towards healthcare, and it is important. South Africa's triple, quadruple burden of disease is quite scary, and we need more of these conversations focusing on health. Until next time, bye-bye. This is Song Azuma Begla. Stay tuned for the paper.